We are rolling now. Counting us down. Three, two. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And today we're joined by a good friend, Zach Wilson. Hey guys, thanks for having me. No, thank you for coming. From the darkest corners of Tumblr. That is where I reside constantly. <laughs> the dark corners of Tumblr are fun. You can't, there's no longer any female presenting nipples there, but it's still a fun dark place. It's true. As long as they're attached to animals, you can have all the nipples you want. I feel like if you weren't around for the Tumblr announcement, that sounds super weird. Right. Right. But that was like their that's literally in their guidelines now. Yeah. For like what you can't put on Tumblr. Wait, which Tumblr announcement was this? Tumblr uh put a bunch of guidelines in for what you can post on there. So like you can't post nude fan art anymore. Okay. Onto the website. And one of their this was the specification for their guideline was no female presenting nipples. Yeah. That was the line in the sand that they drew. What about men presenting nipples? That's okay. Fair game? That's okay. All right. It's it's weirdly sexist, but not. What's the over under? What's the over under on Tumblr being flooded with images of the male nipple within the next six to 12 months? I mean, I don't think I just think it's going to stay the same. Like the the web is just going to start weaponizing the male. This was also like several Tumblr uh, whole things ago because now Pornhub's trying to buy them and that would change everything right there. Right. Yes, that, this was during the big sweep of December 17th. Um, but also, if this is your first time listening... <laughs> We're not even going to try to segue from one to no. another. We're just pivoting hard away from that yeah. as, as oh, abruptly as Oh we my can. gosh, speaking of sweeping, I assume <laughs> that you are cleaning as you're listening to this. And if this is your first time listening, uh, what we do here is we introduce each other to different media, whether it be movies, music television, spoken word, experiences, things that have built us up as people. We hope in sharing it, it builds you up. We are the retrospective that is introspective. I like it. When we buy Tumblr, you're going to plaster that all over the website. You're going to get it put up on the wall in big letters in our office space. Yep. It's going to be beautiful That right next to a big picture of male nipples. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the introspective part is going to be a, a, a scope going inside someone's human body gonna be really nice we're the (laughs) retrospectives that's introspective that's pretty gross we just we just lost two or three people right there they're like i can't i can't participate in this i cannot sanction their look i'm just building upon the materials that i was given you know sometimes you as people sometimes tari j yes anding can go too far it's not true you have yes anded irresponsibly you always yes and and the and is always gross. That's <laughs> um, on your family crest. And <laughs> yes. I'm also realizing we got onto all that Tumblr discussion with no context as to <laughs> where that started. That's true. Lex was throwing my own intro from my podcast back at me. And now I just sound like this weird guy who just trolls Tumblr all the time. <laughs> Um, for nipples, for specifically <laughs> for nipples. I mean, what else is there to troll Tumblr for? Apparently, these new guidelines require it. Nip gifts. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I just talk about shipping, and that's where Tumblr comes in. Right, yes. Uh, you are a host of the Ships in the Night podcast, a podcast yes. which is hosted myself and Tari J at various yes, times. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, it got real weird. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you guys made it real weird. Y'all should, that's, what we, that's, that's what we do. That's yeah. our brand. That's what you sign up for when you hire Tari J or myself. Uh, yeah, that's our other sub uh headline it's like retrospective that's introspective shit got weird shit got weird <laughs> yeah fair enough um so zach you brought in clone high the 2003 series that was abruptly cut before its time yes. uh it was created by some real big heavy hitters bill lawrence of scrubs cougar town and one other thing fame um <laughs> And we got uh, Phil Lord, Chris Miller of Lego Movie 1 and 2 fame, and also yep. Into the Spider-Verse, um, and lots of other stuff. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of, uh, like, Mad TV alums in here. There are a bunch of Scrubs uh, actors in here. It is, like, star-studded. Oh, yeah. And that's not even to mention all of the, like, 
guest stars that come in for like one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. It's the craziest list of people when you look at it 16 years later, right. where all of these people are. Right. Like, where was this approximately in the timeline of Will Forte, who plays Abe Lincoln? Like, this Super was, early. Yeah, this like, would have this to be, is right? well. This is before his, like, stretch on, uh, like, this way before Man on Earth. This is way before he was in movies. Was he on SNL at this time? I'm trying to remember when he was on SNL, but it had to have been after, right? For him to get put on a major MTV show? I'm going to get Is to the bottom of this. a major MTV show, though? Everybody, everybody it, it vamp. Was at, like, when it launched. It was an animated MTV. It was MTV. So, like, and it was right. animation, so it was costly. Okay. Um, um, I mean, though, it was, like, passed up by two other studios, so, like... Is it? I mean, maybe it was real, like mid tier. They're like, "We'll do this because you have uh, Bill Lawrence on your team." And well, that was it. I mean, it was created by Lord and Miller, yeah. And then Bill Lawrence came on as a showrunner to take to like make it because this was super early in Lord and Miller's career. Yes, that's the thing. It's like when I real, I, it was years before I even connected that like they made this show. Mm-hmm. I was already a fan of theirs from other things, and then a fan of this, and then I was like. Wait, it's the same thing. <laughs> I figured it out. This coincides more or less with the start of Will Forte's time on SNL. He started in okay. 02, which is that when makes this was happening. Makes sense. Okay. He's like, just in case this SNL thing doesn't pick up, I'm gonna <laughs> gotta get me a hit show. Oh man, I'm gonna be the next Mr. Venture. Um, which I also yes, Venture Brothers was around by this time. Um, this is a reference I barely understand. Do you? I know that Venture, familiar with Venture Brothers. I know that it's a thing that people really like. Okay. Well, yes, that is the extent of the reference. In that, it is a hit uh, animated show, and he would be on a show that he would deem the equivalent. I oh, see. So this yeah. is a very, this is a very surface level comparison. Same year, two thousand three. Oh, interesting. I had to look that up, but I was like, Venture Brothers isn't that old. It is that old. Yeah. I'm sure that he they were like, hey, Will, do you want to be on this cool show? It's like a Johnny Quest uh, parody show. And he's like, fuck that. I want to be Abe Lincoln. <laughs> and now he's cursing himself. Where is Will Forte now? He's nowhere. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's a cruel business. One bad call. It's true. Yeah. They were like, more like, honest, get out of here. <laughs> pushing it there <laughs> uh, you you yes ended irresponsibly again <laughs> oh, oh fuck abe stinking is what i should have gone with <laughs> that's that's the ultimate culmination of what that joke would have been look get your stovepipe hat and get out of here <laughs> <laughs> um so oh yeah we haven't talked about what the premise of this show is um get <laughs> Why don't why don't you pitch it to us? Yeah. Give us give us the the rundown. Clone High was an animated show on MTV in two thousand in two thousand three that was a parody of every teen soap you've ever seen, told through the story of a high school that consists of nothing but clones of the world's greatest minds. <laughs> so everyone from Abe Lincoln to Cleopatra, Joan of Arc, JFK are like some of them. Then Gandhi are like your major characters. Yeah. And then he goes like gets every time they want to just bring in a historical figure for like Ponce de Leon is in an episode. And then you have Catherine the Great running around mm-hmm. and Genghis Khan and Marie Curie's uh, mutated DNA. Oh. <laughs> and and everybody embodying uh, an archetype that you see over and over and over again on teen soapy dramas. Yeah, it's, it's all these famous people. They've been cloned. I think in the timeline, they were actually born like the same year as me, which worked okay. out. Like they were, I think they were born in 1987. So this is 2003. Yeah. And they've like just come of it. They're coming of age right. in like a normal suburban town, yeah. having like regular high school drama. And I like that all of them are kind of, or a bunch of them are buckling under the weight of the people that they're clones of. Yeah, they're fully aware of who they are clones of and like pretty much everything that's going on except like who cloned them. Right. The Board of Shadowy Figures. Right. <laughs> Literally, that's what they're called. The Board of Shadowy Figures. Yeah. 
because we get this like subplot of these shadowy figures talking to the principal who seems to be like the main uh, mastermind behind keeping the clones around. Well, he's like the art. He's like they, they hired this scientist to be the principal of Clone High, but he has his own plans for the clones. Cloney Island. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a theme park, right? Yep. Great. Yep. Yep. He was inspired uh, by Jurassic Park 3. Yep. Is what he says. Yeah. I mean, the greatest of the Jurassic Parks, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Jurassic Park 3, there was no... I don't understand. What? <laughs> I just went through a whole bunch of emotions. I get Jurassic Park 2 because that was where they were like, let's bring all the Jurassic Park uh, dinosaurs to, 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 to New York. But Jurassic Park 3... He, uh, Sam Neill comes back and he's like, hey, I'm poor. And this couple is like, hey, we have money. We totally have money. Oh, my gosh. We have all the money and we got to get our son. So there's no theme park. It's the second one. Maybe that's the joke. So, so yes, Atari comedy. <laughs> there's this thing called setting expectations and then flipping those expectations so that people will laugh. Oh, okay. Because it's a totally inappropriate response. Mm, got it. I, I guess I was approaching it too straight. <laughs> I was showing my straight pride. <laughs> <laughs> no. Tari's canceled. Oh. <laughs> Delete this account. <laughs> uh, just so we're clear, I don't support it. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm making light of a stupid thing. Anyways, um, if there is a chance to spoil, like, I don't know how clean you guys want to go into Clone High. Um, this would be where you're jumping off point. We're putting down the spoiler wall because we're going to talk all freewheeling about the show. Um, you can find it on... Uh, the MTV app, if you're looking to stream, you can find it on Amazon. It's on iTunes. Uh, so it's readily available, especially if you want to see those last five episodes that never aired on television. And you're like, oh, damn, I got to go see that good clone high. Um, that's where you can find it. So now I've given you enough time to jump off and we're going to talk uh, spoilers. Yeah, this is a tongues are gross. <laughs> Tongues are gross. Yeah. Oh, the way yeah, the way that they kiss on this show is basically just open their mouths and wrap their tongues like intertwined. It's impressive. <laughs> is it? And it, it seems like they they like punch ground beef to make the kissing noises because it's just like I I didn't say it's pleasant. Uh-huh. I didn't say I would want it to happen to or around me. Uh-huh. But that sort of muscular control of the tongue. That's impressive. <laughs> I not too many ways to practically apply that, but I would be impressed, uh though super grossed out. Ah, got it. Yeah, because obviously well obviously like kissing and dating is like the central like drama factor on this show yeah because it's a it's like it's dawson's creek it's it's seventh what was it seventh heaven yeah was yes. the other one like it's all of those shows that at like saved by the bell saved by the bell like every episode is a very special episode yes, they, mm-hmm. yes, they literally high. introduce every episode that way but i think like that's what's really amazing about this show is it's self-awareness because yeah. it's not just a parody show. It's also just like it, it's self-aware and it's it's use it's making fun of itself and the and the genre, but in a loving way. Right. That you can totally see if you look at everything else that Lord and Miller have done over the years. Like why they've they've managed to take so many things that when you when it was announced or when you first heard about it, you're like, that's the dumbest idea. Why right. in the world would you do that? Why would you make a movie about Legos? Right. right. Just a bunch of toy bricks. What possibly could you do with the Lego movie? That's stupid. Why would you remake 21 Jump Street? Mm-hmm. Why would you make an animated feature release for Spider-Man? Like, I mean, why wouldn't you just do a that. live action movie? But that's the thing. Like when they announced, I remember like I, I doubted it when they first announced that they were doing this like feature film, like going to release in theaters animated movie for Miles Morales. And I was just like, but why? Like, why not just make you're already doing a live action universe? Like, I think in that case, it was because like 
animated comic book movie had a very loaded backstory to it because if you look at like all the Marvel animation animated features that they made up at that point and what DC does with animated features like they're very hit and miss yeah there's never felt like there was any need to put them in theaters and it was sort of like you you were just expecting that like they're like a straight adaptation of a book but like done in animation for 90 minutes yeah and they're all good some of them are great some of them are most of them are okay mm-hmm. some of them are pretty bad yeah and that's what we were all expecting and then Lord of Miller went in like no no, 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 no. Hold on, you guys. Look at this. The Lego movie, it's going to be the greatest movie ever. And it's going <laughs> to it's gonna make you cry. The Lego movie will make you cry. Mm-hmm. But that's what they did. That's what they're doing here with Clone High is that they, they go in and they take a concept that's like just freaking weird. Mm-hmm. Like clones doing Dawson's Creek. Yeah. That shouldn't... It, that's, insane right like you have a you have a scenario in which uh abe lincoln who it's an ensemble show but he's your ostensible protagonist he's got a huge crush on cleopatra yeah. Cleopatra's mostly into the hot guys like jfk and she's stringing him along because you know there's there's things yeah, he cleopatra's can do the hot girl right joan of arc is the goth girl who has an unrequited quiet crush on abe yeah exactly like JFK is the jock like Abe's just the lanky teen right and Gandhi's the party guy Gandhi's the weird nerd who wants to be a party guy wants to be a party guy yes the aspiring party guy yeah (laughs) Uh, Gandhi of course being the reason the show got cancelled yeah it turns out uh, Indian people were not super happy about the depiction of Gandhi on this program. I can't imagine why (laughs) well I mean it is surprising like it's the thing is it's it's surprising only in that they didn't spare jokes about any other historical figure. Right. It's not like this was like, oh, well, they only made fun of God. Like everyone is is the is the butt of the joke in this. Like whatever nationality you have, like backstory, they're just like Genghis Khan is like a big dummy. He's just <laughs> like he like is the dumbest guy at school. Uh, he's wearing a. Uh, uh, Oh, what oh is it? it's like, screw screw Tibet, Tibet. Yes. yeah, on his T-shirt. <laughs> I was like, it's not fuck Tibet. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, I didn't ask. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you can you can fucking swear all the goddamn Sweet. day. Sweet, not like MTV would have let them. Hell no. Um, although the MTV let them get away with a lot. Like yeah. I rewatched it before I came came in here, and like, there's a lot more than I remembered. Uh, in terms of like heavy stuff like blood like references to to sex like it's it's like very much just like no holds barred right yeah for sure and i'm thinking i'm still stuck on on thinking about gandhi right and how it's incredible like we talk on this show pretty frequently about how it's it's wild that we we really just got woke as a culture three to four seconds ago um something like that now that depiction of gandhi i don't think you'd ever get that past the pitch phase, right? Like not just the way he's depicted because, you know, people would be super concerned about the optics, but also the fact that they cast Michael McDonald from Mad TV, who's a white actor to play Gandhi. I right. feel like everybody in that meeting would be like, we can't now. That's just not something we can entertain. I actually, well, yes, to Michael McDonald, he would never have been cast today, but I actually don't think you would have the same. I don't know that people would back away from Gandhi in that depiction nowadays because that i don't think was something that the creators like could have necessarily anticipated right because it, again they've just like they make abe lincoln look like an idiot they make genghis khan look like an idiot they make jfk look like an idiot right they, everybody that they like put on screen is an idiot right um so to make gandhi just like this add kid which is the whole thing. There's a whole episode where they just focus on the fact that Gandhi has ADHD. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the whole community is so scared because Gandhi has ADD. <laughs> like, what they, if I get it? What if I, yeah, it's, it's, what if it's contagious? Right. Well, it's, it's funny because it, it perfectly mirrors the old, like, very early 90s episodes about AIDS. Um, like, there was even a a Captain Planet episode about AIDS that was basically the same plot line. Yeah. Um and that and oh, oh and that's like to that point like that's what I'm saying like they they're not making fun of the the shows that did this. Mm-hmm. They they're mining them for humor, but that's why it works so well. And like the same reason that 21 Jump Street worked so well is like they yes they make fun of the 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 silliness of the original concept and like the originals of like 
yeah, it's silly how melodramatic those shows are. Right. But they're not just shitting all over them. They're saying, you enjoyed this. Here's it heightened and ridiculous. And that's what what Lord and Miller have proven that they know how to do is take something that you love, make fun of it, but acknowledge and accept that you still love it. Right. And it never feels mean. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's something else that Edgar Wright does brilliantly is that he's able to, like Lord and Miller, he's able to take a concept or a genre, completely ape it and pick it apart, but his movies also function perfectly well as the thing that they're making fun of. It's what the best parody films do. I mean, look, uh, you go back to Mel Brooks yep. is like the perfect example. Like Blazing Saddles is one of my all-time favorite movies because it's a funny Western like farce, but... And it makes fun of westerns. It parodies westerns and tons of other movies at the same time. Right. But it doesn't. It's its own story. Yes. Spaceballs is its own story. It's mm-hmm. clearly like it's clearly making fun of Star Wars and all other kinds of other sci-fi movies. But it's not. It's not like the the whole parody phase that we went through with like date movie and epic movie and where yeah. they're just like recycling jokes and like putting them out with like a. F- like whoopee cushion underneath a transformer or something, right. <laughs> uh, which I made up on right now, but could, you could easily see being in those movies. Because Very it's comedy so. gold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's a story to all these. There's like a, there's a story to justify clone high. It's not just like, Hey, this is Lawson's Creek. And <laughs> here's how melodramatic it is on right. Lawson's river. Right. Yeah, I think that like the specificity of their comedy is what really makes it stand out, and that like there's also a lot of like heart to it. Yeah, I, I mean that's the thing. Like we've all been eight. We've all like been like chasing the like the attractive girl that like where we get scared of, where she's she talks to you and you're just like, uh, just, I, I. and then like he in the pilot episode he's like talking to her and he leans on a a bookcase or like the the trophy case and Mm -hmm. like doesn't think of what to say until she's gone yeah and he has severely injured himself (laughs) uh so like you connect to the characters like i've like i'm sure that tons of like goth girls connect to joan (laughs) because joan like joan of arc is the most ridiculous just like can't bring herself to tell that to tell her friend that she cares about him yeah like all that stuff it's all in there yeah for sure how did you find clone high so clone high i found i got i got turned on to freshman year of college okay by my first girlfriend uh and like we were talking about like how do you like what does this mean to you i was thinking about it this movie this movie this this show has like traced across my like relationships over the years interesting because uh, it was introduced to me by a girlfriend it was like an early thing that i connected with another girlfriend about mm-hmm. i've shown it to like pretty much anyone i've ever dated for more than like two months because <laughs> yeah. like it's one of my favorite things and it's something that no one ha- like because so few people have seen it right a lot of people that i show it to be they girlfriends or just friends it's new. Right. So it's something fun to be like, look at this amazing thing that you've never heard of. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's weirdly just like in this ever present thing in my life that I just like slowly introduce people to over the years. Yeah. Uh, but I like, I'll just keep doing it cause it's fun to watch. <laughs> and then when they do their gross kissing, you turn to the girl and go, eh, eh, I just stick, I just I just close my eyes, open my mouth, stick my tongue out, and wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. works every time. <laughs> you open your eyes, you realize you're alone. <laughs> uh, but I, when I was rewatching it for this, there was like a couple moments where it was just like I had forgotten these specific jokes, and like they broke me. Like yeah. there's one in the film festival episode. I had to stop. I had to pause the episode uh, during Abe Lincoln's movie because mm-hmm. this is the this is the episode where. Joan of Arc, they're talking about expression, I think because of a riot. Yeah. And it's like, we have to find healthy ways to express ourselves. And that like, Joan makes artsy films in her, like with her 16 millimeter camera. And so Abe Lincoln decides he's going to put on a film festival. <laughs> and they, so every character is like making a movie and they're like, they don't, they ignore the realisticness of like budgets and all right. that just so that they can make what's the most heightened absurdness of these like movies that the kids can make. Cleopatra's just making a movie about herself. Right. Uh, like Joan of Arcs is like a dark, like 
art, like the most artsy, over the top, avant garde nonsense about her love for Abe. But Abe Lincoln goes, he just makes basically Airbud with a giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the what is the the The, moment the moment that broke me? Because like they're like showing his film. Because there's one that like broke me as well, and I'm wondering if it's the same moment. It's uh, like the. It, the, the draft kicks the football and then it's like uh, is it gonna fall aliens come down like the giraffe's going home and then as it's leaving yep. the last line of the movie this is, is this little girl who was like cheering for the giraffe on the sidelines and she just goes <laughs> i have your baby in me giraffe <laughs> It just cuts to the end, and like I rewatched that the moment I found a clip so that I could like post a gif of it. Is I have your baby in me, giraffe. It's like the delivery of that line is spot on. It's so out of nowhere. You want to know where Abe found that actress? (laughs) But there's so many questions. Like the giraffe had sex with the little girl. (laughs) The like. It, it it's clearly not like connected to anything because right. it was Airbud, <laughs> and like it just I don't it it it's it's a like if you deconstruct the comedy it starts to get less funny but like the the it, it just it comes out of nowhere it's silly it's absurd and it's just like it I can't I can't you're hearing it now like I can't even talk about it yeah. I, I watched this two days ago. <laughs> can't stop laughing but that was the moment that broke me also yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have your baby in me giraffe <laughs> um the le- end lex this was your first time watching right yes and it, this was a show that i had obviously i'd heard about many times over the years as something that was super obscure was made by a bunch of people you've definitely heard of it's not necessarily for a long time it wasn't the easiest thing to find so there's a big stretch where i put it out of my mind as something that, well, okay, if I have an opportunity, I'll check it out one day. Probably won't. And now cut to you suggest we watch it. And I realize, oh, this is actually pretty accessible now. So I got to actually sit and it was very, yeah, I mean, you can definitely trace a straight line in terms of the sensibility from this to everything that Lord and Miller have done since. Something else in particular, though, that I was taken with was the general, like the whole design and the style of uh, this show and how uh, so much of it feels. And I think there's a reason for this. So much of it feels like the the older Cartoon Network shows like like Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls in terms yeah. of the way the environments are rendered. But the other thing, too, especially in the case of Joan of Arc. Some of the character designs reminded me very much of the Clerks animated series. Mm-hmm. So in the reading that I did, I discovered that Clone High was co-produced with Touchstone Television. This was their third animated series that Touchstone Television had produced. First one I don't remember, but the second one was Clerks the Animated Series. So I thought that was interesting. That makes yeah. so much sense as soon as you say that. Because I... That's another one that I, I watch every so often is the six episode Clerks the Animated Series. Yep. Wow, that this animation style does not have a good track record. It doesn't. <laughs> I but, mean, people yeah, just it, can't handle how cool it is. Oh, maybe. Well, you know what? They're taking the, it, it's two shows that took big swings. Uh, and there is a certain like uh, similar sensibility in terms of absurdity. Very much so. And the willingness to just like. Sure, why not? I think is like the common denominator of the two <laughs> franchises. No, I know. Yeah, I'm a big Clerks the Cartoon fan. Especially there's a courtroom episode that just descends into Bear is driving. Chaos. How can that be? Right. Like they're doing a courtroom drama for the entire episode. And then at the end, spoilers for the Clerks cartoon, at the end of the episode, the jury, which is all like it's an NBA all-star team with like Charles Barkley and, and Patrick Ewing and whatnot. Um, but it just cuts to a, a title card and you have an announcer, basically a voiceover that says something to the effect of uh, there was some error beyond our control and the rest of the episode was lost on the way overseas. Luckily, the episode has been finished by the Korean animators. We hope you enjoy the new ending. And it descends to this absolute madness, nonsensical anime style ending for the last big chunk of the episode. And it's fantastic. And it gave us maybe the single greatest moment in the history of animation, which is who is driving? Oh my God, bear is driving. How can that be? <laughs> it, it's, it's epic. It's nonsense. Uh, 
but it like I I go back to that show all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, there's a certain amount of self awareness of the fact that it's a TV show and playing with the archetypes of what a TV show is that yes. I guess is true about across both things. Like the yeah. the announcer on Clone High, like the voiceover as a character, yes, who is like a person, and he like. He messes up in one episode, and I forget exactly what the gag is, but he messes up. Why do we... uh, Oh, it's a reveal for the episode where Joe... They're going to do... um, What's the the movie where uh, a woman dresses... Like, pretends she's a man to get on a sports team? Um, There's a movie that, like, did that. She's the man? She's the man. Yeah. And like all those, because they do that in in an episode where Joan is decides to be John Dark, Uh right? Yes, and join the the boys' basketball team. And in the preview for that episode, the announcer goes, "Find out uh, someone joins the boys' basketball team. Find out what her secret is." (laughs) Oh, that's the one thing I wasn't supposed to say. Why do we do this live? <laughs> and then it ends. It's it's nonsense, but like using the, what like the audience is used to, using like stuff that makes sense or like stuff that like makes sense in the world of a TV show and then turning it on its head in an unexpected way is what both shows did very well. Yes. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to con- I think the issue is that doesn't always connect to a wide audience. Right. Yeah. Uh can I tell? Or can I tell you guys that Clerks the series is why I've never seen Clerks the movie. How do you mean? So I watched Clerks the series, and it was so wild and crazy and colorful. And then I like one day sat down to watch Clerks the movie, which is very not that. And I was like, "What the fuck is this? I can't watch this." Uh, and I I just never watched it. If it makes you feel better, uh, the rest of his movies are in color, A. Uh-huh. Uh, B, the longer you watch them, especially because he was doing an interconnected universe thing before the movies were doing that, Yeah, uh, it gets increasingly cartoony as it goes to where you get to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and you are watching a live action cartoon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, Clerks the Cartoon was the first thing of Kevin Smith's I ever saw. Really? Yeah. I was just like, my, I, I, my cousin was like, watch this. And we watched it <laughs> and I was like, this is insane. This is so much fun. And then I think it was from there to Dogma. Yeah. And the, the, the interconnectedness of like Jay and Silent Bob across this completely confused me because my cousin didn't understand it. Right. He was just like showing me things. So I was like, the fact that like you have... Bill Hicks, the news reporter, which is Dante's cousin, who's like, yes, he has cousins across all the movies. Yep. Like, I was so confused by it. But luckily, <laughs> I stuck with it, and I have now seen all of Kevin Smith's stuff. I will I will do you one better. The first bit of Kevin Smith anything that I took in was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in a movie theater, knowing nothing about it, just seeing trailers and going, oh, I know some of these people. That looks like it could be fun. Uh that Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is, in effect, his Avengers. It's the movie where he brings back all of the characters that he can, all of the people he's worked with that he can from his previous four movies. Yeah, it's the Viewisk Universe Endgame. Right. So I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there going like, "Hey, it's Ben Affleck." Hey, it's Ben Affleck again as himself, but he wasn't himself before. Hey, Jason Lee is back, but now he's got a beard. What's, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? Like, it seems like they all know each other and have history. What's going on? And yep. as somebody who is into comic books, when I found out that there was more of that that I could go dive into and it, like read all the back issues, as it were, I was like, this is awesome. More of this. And so I saw Clerks and I was like, oh, it's the, it's the guys from the store that don't like them for an hour and a half. Great. Let's do it. And then seeing all the the bits of connective tissue and seeing how they introduce certain characters and what they brought into into that the big crossover thing like that I could not get enough of absorbing yeah. that shit. It's super fun. And back to Clone High, uh, <laughs> but like it's the kind of like Clone High, you could have like if it had gone well, you could have like built things off of it. Right. Um. I I, I very much anytime I see it on Twitter, I jump on the Bring Back Clone High bandwagon. Well, sign in, those petitions. 
And see, they could they could do it now, right? Like you'd think if they could get the the problem would be trying to get everybody together, like that entire voice cast. Together. That's the thing. It, everyone in that cast is so big now, yeah. That it would be it would end up being an expensive show, yeah. But at the same time, your marketing for that becomes super easy, yeah. Because it becomes here's this classic show by the guys that brought you Spider Verse and Last Man on Earth and the Lego movie starring Will Forte, uh, Krista Miller, uh, like literally anyone you can, like everyone you can ever met. Like a lot of like smaller people that you don't necessarily remember, like Nicole Sullivan. Right. But like, like you know her voice <laughs> Nicole Sullivan's driving in the valley listening to this podcast she's like hey well no but like <laughs> Nicole Sullivan is an amazing actress yes. but you don't necessarily know her name right the right. same way you would recognize like, her unless she you go. grew up on mad tv right. like we did right. which I, not a lot of people did <laughs> like I know who Nicole Sullivan is right. like I know who Donald Faison is right but like you wouldn't necessarily be able to pick them out. I feel like people would they would know his face either from uh, from Scrubs or from wasn't he in Dujour and Josie and the Pussycats, if I recall correctly. Maybe, um, but he was also it's in the janitor, um, right? It's the what janitor from Scrubs? No, Donald Faison uh, is Turk. Turk, but he's in uh, Neil Flynn too, yes, right? Neil Flynn, who is the janitor, is also in Clone High, yes. and he's one of the like random people that they bring in i'm looking at his like short list of people uh julius caesar carl moses buddy holly e cybo pooch gandhi's foster father glenn the janitor (laughs) (laughs) wait would that be before or during scrubs 2003 that would be i think that'd be during um i think it might be either right before um, or just it, after it started in 2001. Mm-hmm. So that okay. was a gag that he was playing the janitor. Mm, but nice. also too, now they everyone's careers are so big that I guarantee if they wanted to build out their supporting cast, they could get some of the biggest. Oh names yeah. Around. I mean, Phil Lord and Chris Miller could just call practically anybody. Like, you know, point. Channing Tatum would be in that shit if they made it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would settle for even just like a, a movie. Like we know that in the, Miles Morales universe. They they continued the the story. That's I the, read that there's this right. There's an it, Easter egg in there that I didn't catch when I was watching it, but I've read about this. It's so fat. It's like maybe one second or less. Um, but I had heard about it before the movie came out, and I was just like, yes, yes, yes. In the in, so apparently in Miles Morales's universe, uh, the show was successful enough that it spawned a sequel, yeah. Clone College. <laughs> <laughs> And it's behind, if you're watching Spider-Verse, it's when Spider-Gwen pops into the the uh, Miles' universe. Right behind her on a Times Square billboard mm-hmm. is Clone College with Amazing. Gandhi and Abe Lincoln. Fantastic. It's bl- like literally blink and you miss it. You have to be looking for it, right. which I was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to live in that universe or at least like get a rental from Netflix in that universe. And I think that like if if Netflix was Netflix was able to bring back everyone for uh, Arrested Development, I think that they could definitely get people at least for like a limited series for a Clone High sequel. I guess it's a question of like how much demand is there and like do do Phil Lord and Chris Miller and Bill Lawrence want to do more yes who has like can you overlook the like because the the issue like, we, we touched on but we didn't really get into it like the the whole issue of why it got canceled i don't think it was doing that poorly but there were massive protests in india or not massive massive by an mtv scale right. i believe there were hunger strikes no yeah yeah uh of people protesting mtv saying you can't like you can't make fun of gandhi this way uh so you have like cancel this show and MTV cave to the, to the pressure. Um, w- whether you agree with it or not, like they decided it wasn't worth it and they canceled the show. Those issues would still be there in theory. Like I like, look, it's not my place to say that it's, that it's right or wrong. Right. With like it, the way I approach stuff like that with comedy is like, as long as you're even handed, 
like there shouldn't be an issue because look anybody you can make fun of like they make fun of Moses right right and like seen, like I, as a Jewish person like I'm not offended by them like a, like completely making fun of Moses right. in right. those scenes but because they do it to everybody like they have Jesus and he's a he's effectively a Hispanic guy named Jesus like yeah. he's like an East LA car mechanic right <laughs> but they like they they take like every culture every every like significant figure and make them absurd. Right. Um, but that doesn't change the fact that people felt that way. Right. About right. the Gandhi uh, character. If I'm not mistaken, I think they tried to sell MTV on the idea of a second season that didn't include Gandhi. But at that point, I think the whole idea was too far gone. I mean, you're killing one of, you're killing off one of your major characters. Um, I mean, for I think- better or worse, like that's, he's one of your, your main five characters. How do you replace that? Person? Right. Well, I mean, I think that there's a, a a nice way to do it, or you just be like, "We're just not gonna unfreeze him." Oh boy, oh man, yeah. he was too wily for our needs. Um, <laughs> That's the great thing about this show, though, is they literally ended the show, whether on purpose or not. I, I don't know if they knew they were getting canceled when they wrote the thir- wrote episode thirteen, but they literally are at prom conga line into a meat locker <laughs> or where they discover that that uh joan of arc has slept with jfk conga line forms with every character in the show around them and then flash freeze all of the characters <laughs> so that you could just at any point unfreeze them and start over the only one outside the freezer is principal scudworth Oh, so if you jump a hundred years in the future, I guess he's 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 out. Unless, well, you just like it. Look, it's a, it's an insane animated show universe. Like you could just do it, whatever, and then he's like an old man, or it's Principal Scudworth the third, right? Like you just start over, or they just they walk out of the freezer, they just find bones with his coat on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you put a new principal in. Like there's there's right. you could do whatever you want. With right, it. right. Though, so like I feel like. A, a fun. I don't know if, um, if Lord and Miller are this contentious, but if it were me, um, I would have Gandhi like acting really subdued, and every so often people are like, "What? What's wrong with you?" And he's like, "I'm just being the person everyone wants me to be." <laughs> and he like looks at the camera every so often, and is like, "Is this what you want?" is this who you want? And everyone is just like, who are you talking to? <laughs> That's how I would do it. And but MTV also... is like, how can we cancel them even harder than we canceled <laughs> them the first time? I mean, but you could just turn Gandhi into a background character. You could bring him out with a completely new personality. What happened to you, Gandhi? Look, I had a lot of time to think over the last <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. I'm putting the revival another four years in the future. Right. Uh, but yeah, I've had a lot of time to think and you get like an actual Indian actor right. to play the character. Your voice sounds different. I've grown, Abe. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you just, you can, that's true. You could just like make a new version of the character. Right. Uh, and just use, you, it, the, that's the beauty of a show where you, you're, you're fine with acknowledging the show mm. is your characters can just acknowledge the changes. Right. <laughs> and move forward. Right. It's why it's like why I think like Deadpool will be the one to introduce the X-Men to the MCU if they wanted to do it faster is you could literally have Deadpool have Wolverine come into his movie and be like, that's the new Wolverine. (laughs) (laughs) And then by the time he pops up in another movie, you're like, that's Wolverine. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Deadpool told us to like this guy. So we like him. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) I I can't. Uh, Guys, if you were to create your own high school of cloned people who might you include in it oh man that's a tough question yeah are we talking like anybody sky's the limit yeah sky's the limit like Just, for comedy purposes or like hey i don't know for what world you, if, domination purposes it depends on what you want if, if you're like look i want my high school to be full of sex people clones then that's your prerogative bro i'm not judging you on what your purpose is Qualifying question. Yes. Do they have to be real people or can they be fictional? 
How do you get DNA from fictional people? You you just believe. Mm. You just believe in your heart and you I clap. Don't, I don't think it's, you it's can. the same way you bring Tinkerbell back, bitch. You just clap oh, a lot. Okay, okay. So here, here no. how about this framing <laughs> for this question? Who would be uh, to continue on with the the soap the, the high school soaps? Who is uh, second class clone high? Clone high, right. second class. Or what was the the Canadian show Degrassi Degrassi, Degrassi. Like Degrassi Next, Generation. Next Generation Next, it was Next Generation yeah. I was like no that's Star Trek yeah Degra- <laughs> it's both who, well, who would be Clone High Next Generation oh man okay see now that I know it has to be real though what I what I think I would do like if I was gonna reboot Clone High my brain goes to like how can I upset the maximum possible number of people with what <laughs> I turn this show into so I feel like what would be really entertaining now you'd have to you would have to wall the entire place off, right? But I would make like 200 clones of Gigi Allen and give him a ton of, P- like everyone gets a big like bucket of PCP and they just do a lot of PCP and fling their own poop at each other. And there's probably a stabbing or two, but I'd make sure before it all got started, there were cameras all over mm-hmm. and I would sit in a heavily guarded security office with a bucket of popcorn just watching all of the chaos descend because I feel like they would turn on each other really quickly. Yeah. I will say, uh, as, as I'm filling out my, my cast list here, there has to be, uh, Alexander Hamilton has to be there. Okay. Like we're going to bring in this back modern day, but it's, it, there's only two ways that you can do this. Yeah. It's either Lin-Manuel Miranda and he never stops singing or he hates musicals. <laughs> it's one extreme or the other. Uh, and uh, yeah, because like a Hamilton, bring a Hamilton into 2019 who hates music, right? Would be, Mwah. um, <laughs> I would clone a bunch of uh famous actors uh and convince them that their backstories are their characters from different shows so that I can have those moments that you get in uh, like con lines where they're like oh what would it be like if uh if if han solo (laughs) met indiana jones but i could do that i could be like all right han solo this is indiana jones what do you guys say to each other and they both go uh hello and i'm like yeah it's just like that (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um no yikes what like is that's that's there's an extra shade of darkness in that you are not only cloning Harrison Ford, but you are actively brainwashing the clones that you make yeah. for your own entertainment. That's right. dark. That's not the point here. The point of Clone High is to bring people who have just great natural talents mm-hmm. and then use them to dominate the world via a board of shadowy figures. Here's right. here's what I got, though. I think, it, and it fit, this will fit with the high school melodrama paradigm somebody like a Cary Grant or a Rock Hudson a big movie star the ladies adore them but you do a little research and there's a decent chance that they may have been gay and having to lie about that to preserve a certain image so you could easily transplant that into a high school setting as a storyline about having to come to terms with one's own identity mm, interesting say that there's a big rock hudson reference in like the last two episodes there you go but we don't actually meet him it was foretold <laughs> uh, i would want i would love to see a teenage version of teddy roosevelt Walking around Clone High, I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's always got a big stick with him. <laughs> Maybe he plays hockey or lacrosse. I bet he would play lacrosse. But you can never hear him speak. Right. He's, he's like, 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 what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> just, anyone who asks him what he's saying, he just beats them to death with his stick. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Oh, man. Stop judging my choices, Lex. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Who else could you bring? This is a fun game. Uh, I'm like going through different characters. Like who? So who? I'm trying to think like who else they they like never tackled on the show that could be really fun. Because uh, has Harriet Tubman ever uh, showed up? No, not to my. I don't believe so. They, right. they brought Martin Luther King in at one point uh, in a scene with Moses. Where they're like teaching a, like, uh, they're like the actors at the front of the class doing like a skit for how to problem solve. Like when there's like 
people who have differences. Yeah. It's like diversity training. Yeah, it's like, I think he, the line was like, I have a dream that the cafeteria will serve ham and cheese sandwiches. And Moses <laughs> is like, uh, let my, like, I forget what he said in response, but it's basically like, I'm kosher. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would uh, I would bring Harriet Tubman into I would clone her and I would just take her to a bunch of different subways and be like eh eh and she's like I get it Underground Railroad and I'm like eh eh she's like can can I die now can I do I do I need to be alive for this and I'm like yeah <laughs> they didn't do a ton with like the civil rights other than Martin Luther King's like basic appearance they didn't do a lot of civil rights stuff i think because they wanted to avoid stuff right (laughs) probably i mean i will say this show hella white yo like we get we get one gandhi we get george washington carver everyone else is like hey cleopatra cleopatra was european bitch wait was she yeah i thought she well she's an egyptian queen but like i actually don't i don't know my history well enough (laughs) they present her as as uh as like north african yeah on the show um Either way, look at all these fucking white people <laughs> doing their dumb, stupid white stuff. Ugh. They're like, I'm a, I'm a descendant from a, from I deserve this world of white. That is where white people come from. That's true. It does sound like most white people. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, I was saying that shit just this morning. Yeah. It's your it's your I wasn't. I was not saying anything like that. <laughs> Every morning you get up, you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm descending What's happening? That's my white person impression. <laughs> yes, and it irresponsibly again. Uh I mean look, any any if we're gonna cast Clone High the next generation, look, it's twenty nineteen. You want a diverse cast at the forefront of this like, hell yeah uh i i know i just suggested teddy roosevelt and this is basically night at the museum but like <laughs> sacagawea yeah would yes. be a great character mm-hmm. uh unfortunately like the 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 other big native american like historical figures are like not as well known to right. a general population i would say sacagawea is the most well known well but that's that like with a new show that's a good opportunity to actually introduce people to the, the like unsung heroes of history yeah where people are like who are you and you're like you don't know me it's me everyone knows me um you can do that with a few, you can do that with a few <laughs> characters but that's sort of like this the what, what was the strength of the show was using names that you recognize right um, but we're so talking it's, about it's next generation yeah. you know <laughs> where uh, one of our characters gets gonorrhea like in season three. That's a that's a thing that happens in Degrassi in the next generation. I was gonna our, ask. Yeah, I think it's Emma gets the gets gonorrhea. It's a whole big deal. Is it a very special episode? It's a very special episode. And then the episode where Jan, Sal, and Bob come to Degrassi. <laughs> that is a thing. I forgot about that. That's a thing happen. that happens. It all ties back. <laughs> yeah, De, uh, Degrassi is part of the Kevin Smith verse. The Smithsonian, if you will. Technically, no. They're part of the real world, that, but Kevin Smith movies exist in that world because it's Kevin Smith coming to shoot a movie about Jay and Silent Bob at Degrassi High. Ah, uh, okay. So they're not part of the Smithsonian. I mean, look, I, I applaud your efforts in trying to make that catch on. <laughs> you get back to me in six months. Let me know where you're at. Okay. Well, uh, guys at home, <laughs> everyone everyone who's listening, uh, t- tweet at us. Let us know if you like Smithsonian. Uh, actually, make sure to CC Kevin Smith. That's how internet works, right? You CC people. Um, yeah. Do a carbon copy for Kevin Smith. Uh, <laughs> let let him know that you want to call his universe the Smithsonian. Um, and we'll spell it differently so that that other place doesn't get mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just have to like misspell Sonian. It's two hens at the end yeah. of it, or it's an E A instead of an I A. Right? There's Smithsonian. So okay, please stop ruining this for me. <laughs> oh, I thought of another person that could be really fun though. Okay, Marie Laveau. 
Who's that? Voodoo Priestess. Oh. Out of New Orleans. That'd be cool. You just introduce some voodoo to the show. Yeah. I have definitely been aching for more voodoo in my media. That would be a that would be some fun chaos. Mm-hmm. Like that's a chaos factor. I actually was thinking literally thinking about this this morning because I was watching Cloak and Dagger. Okay. And I feel like New Orleans is like has they we like hit peak New Orleans a couple of years ago and it's like it's starting to recede a little bit and I think it'll probably come back again soon. Yeah. Wait, how do you mean? Uh, well, there was like a little while where like everything was set in New Orleans. Okay, like it was like all this stuff. You had Treme, yeah, and you had and like anything with music. You want to go down to New Orleans? You like possibly uh, all because Louisiana introduced some some tax credits, and now Hollywood was like, <laughs> Could be. write us some New Orleans content, guys. Uh, but there's, it was like, there's like a fascination with New Orleans, like going on right now. Yeah, um, I think it peaked a couple of years ago, but it's still still there right uh, and, but and yeah marie so marie laveau teddy roosevelt sacajuia who else did we say uh harriet tubman harriet tubman yeah it's a nice, this is a good diverse cast so far yeah you just got um, you just got big whitey president big whitey president <laughs> <laughs> um uh and we need someone important who uh, oh hamilton hamilton oh hamilton. yeah hamilton yep. debate um, debatably white but maybe not uh yes might have been creole that's uh, what uh depending what, on what history book you read yeah that's what john adams called him called him creole bastard blah 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 hamilton polish's response etc i'm gonna um, start writing debatably white on all of my documentation <laughs> i mean aren't we all of african descent really oh man uh, <laughs> the lady at the dmv is like get the fuck out <laughs> What kind of silly whiteness is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, no. Um, she calls people over like, look at this asshole. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, also, the guy who stood in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square. I'd like to hang out with him. And be like, what was it like? And he's like, it wasn't me. I'm a clone. <laughs> He doesn't, nobody knows his name, so his name is just Guy. <laughs> he just goes by Guy Square. Guy yeah. Square. And I wonder what happens if you, um, if you clone a previous Dalai Lama. Like, does the, does the spirit, like, st- st- divide? Oh. Well, because the, the 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 Dalai Lama, the idea is that it's one soul, one spirit that's reincarnated into different bodies, right? right? So it would basically just be a body that has no connection to being the Dalai Lama. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be like if you cloned a previous avatar, and they're like, "I don't, I don't have the spirit. I don't have the avatar you're like spirit." Seeing what the Dalai Lama that person would have been had they not been chosen as the Dalai Lama. <laughs> yep. Which I love. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, who else would you bring in? You go to clone like a famous samurai, and Tom Cruise comes out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Ooh. I mean, there's been a lot of buzz about the original uh, Black Samurai. I would like to include him. Uh, Is what? that a movie from the 70s or? No, no, no. There was a there like all the like the African Samurai the show. Is based on and a lot of like, like Afro samurai stuff that you get in uh, culture is based off of one uh, specific samurai whose name I forget. I want to say it's like Yosuke or Yusuke, something like that. Aren't they doing a movie now? Yes, With Chadwick Boseman. I think. Uh, I think Chadwick? so. Maybe. What? I mean, mm. every every historical uh, black movie star is Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yes, like he true. is all black people. He's 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 uh, Jackie Robinson. He's um, T'Challa. T'Challa. Yes. Um, <laughs> major historical. <laughs> <laughs> Although, Matt, like, I think first time I really remember seeing him, like, where he really stuck out to me was as James Brown. Right. Like his him and Get On Up. Like he's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, yeah, you you want to do a you want to do a biopic about a black person? Get that guy. And it's like, it's a woman, sir. And it's like, get. Chaswick, 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 no. Chaswick is his. Chaswick is, is the his... white counterpart, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Chaswick shows up and he's like, "I am here for." <laughs> what the fuck voice is this? <laughs> it was gonna be a, a, an no. African 
accent and then but it the the idea of it being this white dude doing it a uh, a white like wakandan doing, yes doing a wakandan accent broke my insides and so i couldn't <laughs> even get the joke out um anyway guys do you have any last thoughts about clone high uh i, I if you if you've made it this far and you still haven't watched clone high uh it's it's readily available. I think it's nine bucks on Amazon right now mm-hmm. for the whole season, yeah. Yeah. the entire series. Uh, it's super fun and it's just full. It it, it holds up mm-hmm. the references for like a lot of the specific references might not translate as well. Uh, like when they when they're like at, at the end of a dock and then he walks out and there's just a second dock. Like you might not connect it the same way that people would have in two thousand three, mm. but by and large, it's surprisingly still relevant. Yeah, and still holds up. And like, there's stuff about product placement that's super funny, mm-hmm. and like the drug episode with, with like Jack Black playing like it, it's like a musical rock opera, a, a st- starring Jack Black as the pusher. Mm-hmm who's pushing raisins on kids to smoke. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts. And yeah. like, it's it still, it still works. Mm-hmm. It's still ever, all this stuff still like may not be as specific, but it's the jokes still land, which yeah. is shocking for a 16 year old one season show. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I think that that speaks to the, the specificity of the jokes and that like they're relatable, like, they're relatable because of your experiences, not necessarily your experiences in that time. Um, also, there's very choice music in this show. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's very like early two thousands emo music that all the the like CW was playing back then, which they still continue to do. They're like, let's license this track. It's got to be by uh, Imagine Dragons. That's that's the thing is if you watch the CW now, mm. you'll understand what watching like the WB was yep. back in the day and all of the melodrama jokes will still hit. Yep. Right. And like the celebrity guests, a lot of them will, you won't, some of them you won't get, like you won't necessarily understand who Ashley Angel of O-Town is, <laughs> but you'll know who Mandy Moore is when she shows up as a, the, the sexy homeless woman. Right. <laughs> yep. In if the, I, in the holiday special. If I had a nickel for every time I saw Mandy Moore as a sexy homeless woman, I would 35 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's her, that's her role in, uh, this is us, right? That's, that's who she plays. Sexy homeless, sexy homeless person. This would walk you know? to remember is about. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, it's the character she's always played. Um, you know, they just dress it up a little differently. Uh, <laughs> 35 cents oh man um lex do you have any last thoughts uh this was my first time seeing it i've seen about half of the series and i intend to finish it out because yeah this is this is the type of thing i imagine if i had discovered it when it was originally airing i would have watched it on repeat and i would have internalized it as fully zach as it seems like you have um but no i i dig it i'm definitely a definitely a convert yeah um, I agree. Like I, I, I'm glad I got to experience it again. Like I had forgotten about Clone High. Um, and then only till recently where someone was talking about it because of uh Lord and Miller's not recent rise to fame, but like they've been doing a lot of shit recently. And so people have been like, remember when they did that thing? Um, so it's it's nice that it's coming back to light as a such a, a cult classic. And uh I'm glad I got to like watch it again because I had missed a lot of the humor. Especially, like, in my younger days, I was like, I don't think I get this, but it's funny. Um, and now, like, as an adult, I, I actually get the layers that they're throwing on. Yeah, I think that may be part of it, is, like, watching it again now that I'm in my 30s, as opposed to when I first saw it when I was a teenager, a yeah. lot more lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I guess that's, like, the, the like, I'm thinking about the last time I watched the entirety of Clone High. I was probably 25. So if I discovered it when I was, like, 17 or 18 watched it again like long for it when i was 25 and then and now again when i'm in my 30s i'm not gonna tell you where in my 30s uh Late. I, why am He's i hiding it i'm 31 i'm at the very <laughs> earliest that 30s can be you, you uh, also literally told them what year you were born yeah that's true that's very true uh i'm also not shy about my age but it was more fun to be coy about it mm, yeah anyway uh but like I, certain jokes are hitting differently yes 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, let us know what you thought about Clone High. If you watched it or if you watch it after this and you're like, oh, my gosh, you guys inspired me so much. I love everything you're saying. Let us know uh, what your thoughts were. Uh, you can do so at Missing Outcast. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. But more importantly, Zach. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Where can people find you to chat with you about Clone High or enjoy your existence because it's so naive? <laughs> uh, well, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. That's Zach with a C-H, spelled properly. Uh, <laughs> you're all wrong if you disagree. Uh, but I also do two podcasts uh, every week because I can't stop. Uh, I have my, my my personal podcast that I do with my, uh, my partner, Greg Goodness, Um uh, we do ships in the night, which Tari and Lex have both been on. Yeah. We take two, we take cross fandom sh- couples like Elsa and Jon Snow or, uh, <laughs> or what did we just do? We just did Captain America and Wonder Woman. Uh, right. and we just come up with what their story would be if they were to date and be in a relationship. Uh, it's super fun. Captain yeah. America and Wonder Woman, uh, we had to come up with the phrase wholesome BDSM to describe <laughs> what happens there. Sold. Yep. Yep. So, and you know, right? Like you just gained at least 17 subscribers saying that shit. I'm just saying wholesome. If you want to know what wholesome BDSM looks like, because it would work with no one else but these right. two. Check out Chips in the Night. I have wanted nothing in life more than I want to know <laughs> what wholesome BDSM looks like. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, what platforms is that on? That is on if you're on Podbean or iTunes or Google or Stitcher or uh, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Awesome. Uh, and of course, and I also uh, am the host of Marvel Movie News on the Popcorn Talk Network. Oh, nice. Which is literally what you what it sounds like. <laughs> if you like Marvel, if you like their movies, if you want news about them, just search for Marvel Movie News. And there's Talking Popcorn. Eh, not every week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Lex, where can people find you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. Awesome. And you can find me at Tari J. That's T-E-R-I-J-A-Y. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Zach. Uh, This has been really fun. Uh, So we'll see you next week. Until then, this has been the retrospective that is introspective. And now you have a new perspective. Smooth is so good. Ooh, damn. It's like it's so fucking good. peanut butter. Like I put that shit in a blender with a little banana and mm-hmm. some juice mm-hmm. and a little, little milk and a bunch of ice. Make a fucking awesome smoothie. Oh, shit. Be like. Oh, yeah. Drink it up. Drink yeah. it up like they do this content. So, so Ooh, good. Thirsty for this sexy, sexy content. Good. I have your baby in me, giraffe. <laughs> <laughs>